This is episode number 21, how to build a champion's mindset with strength and conditioning coach Sabina Scala and pro MMA fighter Alex Montagnani. Welcome to the Unconventionalist Podcast. My name is Mark Roost. Whether you want to start your own business, write your book, get in shape or set up on your own adventure, I'm on a mission to eradicate whatever is getting in your way to get you started today by diving into the hearts and minds of some of the most interesting and inspiring people I know. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the show begin. Hi and welcome back to The Unconventionalist. My name is Mark Roost, and if this is your first time, a very warm welcome to you. And if this is one of the regular podcasts that you listen, thank you so much. It really means the world to me that you spend some time and I've been getting a few people around me who send me a few messages saying that they've been enjoying listening to this show on their way to a meeting or on their commute into work. And that is amazing because this is exactly what this is meant to be, to be able to entertain you and hopefully bring you some insights and a few useful tips and juicy moments where you get to learn from some amazing people that I get to talk to. And I'm so privileged for that opportunity to meet these amazing people who've accomplished crazy things and I get to share what the ups and the downs have been for them. And today's episode is no exception. And in fact, it's it's a really cool and fun episode and I really, really enjoyed it. It was the very first time that I actually had a threesome in a podcast. That's right. I had two guests on today and you'll see that technically speaking, it was it was fun and challenging. We only had one microphone for both guests and yet they totally made it work. And, and that was amazing. And the two guests that we have on today are no other than... Sabina Scala, a strength and conditioning coach, a renowned strength and conditioning coach for that matter, who helps fighters get super duper strong. And I love what you're going to hear she, about what she says about her style and what she does with fighters and how she helps them become at their peak performance in terms of their strength, because that's something that we need to be taught and doesn't come naturally. And it's not about being big and bulky, but more of a being strong, fast, lean and super agile. She's also follows a plant-based diet, which I think is an amazing feature considering that she is training these fighters and is also following a plant-based diet, which she also recommends to some of her fighters if that's what they, they're open to. And what's also super interesting about Sabina is that she actually comes from a corporate background. That's right. She studied and comes from a background in economics, marketing and business and used to work for a corporate organization. But she left all that to pursue a dream to become a health and fitness expert where she traveled around the world, trained with some of the best people out there, learned from them, and then made it her own. And after seven years of this grueling journey of grinding and just sticking at her craft, she's now on the verge of opening up her own space. And, and you're going to hear this story in today's podcast. And I really hope it inspires you and reminds you that, you know, it's a good thing to be patient. Now, the second guest is one of the fighters that she trains, and that's actually British MMA pro fighter Alex Montagnani, who is an actor, a producer, and a fighter. And it was great to get to know Alex and get to speak to him, and he's got a, a fight record of seven wins, two losses, and one no contest. Although, as you'll hear, it really should be seven wins, one defeat, and two non-contests. But that's something that we'll get a bit more into into the interview. And what was great to hear about Alex was to just to hear about his honesty about what it's like, you know, when before you get in a fight. And and this whole episode was really a theme around what can business entrepreneurs, people running their businesses or people thinking about running their businesses, maybe it be a coach, a consultant, yoga teachers, fighters, it doesn't really matter. 
what can you learn from the most unexpected sources out there? And I've always been a massive fan of advocating that you can learn from fighters and from health experts if you're trying to run your business because everything is so interlinked and really you're going to get so much value out of this conversation. Some of the things that we covered were what makes an actual champion and what is the mindset that you need to adopt in order to become a champion at whatever you do. We talked about where champions are made and that is often something that is super surprising. We talked about why you should always believe in yourself first and why you should always be yourself first before you try and be anything else. We talked obviously the links between what fighters and running businesses have in common. We talked about why it's not a good idea to confuse a super strong strength and conditioner with just one of the fighter's girlfriends. And more than that, we had an amazing time sharing our knowledge, sharing our tips. So I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you do, by all means, please send it to someone you know. And if you haven't done so already, go on iTunes and subscribe to the show. Leave a rating. It helps so much to keep getting amazing guests and hopefully keep helping you on your journey to start something meaningful to you. In case you missed previous episodes, I'm also now releasing daily videos on my YouTube channel and you can access those at www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Mark LaRoost where I share some of my daily insights and tips on what it's really like to quit your job and start a business. That's right, I give you Sabina Scala and Alex Montagnani. Sabina, Alex, welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are my first uh, threesome podcast, so I'm really excited about this. And uh, technically speaking, we've only got two microphones, so everyone listening here, uh, please be patient with us as we uh, work around the um, the topic of passing on the microphone. Uh, but really excited to have you guys, and, and thank you so much for for bringing Alex as well along. It's an honor to have you uh, on in the Peckham studio of uh, the Conventionalist <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Um, so, Sabina, I was actually going to go back to when we first got in, in touch, and I was trying to remember it. It was when I was doing my vegan body challenge back in 2013, I think it was. And I forgot how we were introduced by someone or something. I forgot. I did. Yes. Wait a minute. No, that's not it, because you're the one that told me about Mike Muller. Yeah. Anyway, we got talking, right? We got talking. Yeah. And <laughs> that should be the tagline on the T-shirt, the famous vegan coach. Um, so you're vegan and you're a coach. So how do you actually would describe what you do? Strength and conditioning coach? Do you prepare fighters? I mean, how's, how do you go about when you explain what you do? And and we, we, we do get injured a lot. So I know I know I know how I know fighters get injured a lot. And you basically deal with injuries all the time, so yeah. you must be having a lot of clients. No, not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. 
Ja. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 speaking of which, um, when when I opened the door, Alex, and I saw, I was like, I, I've seen your face before, and it's because of your Facebook page. So, um, Alex, I want to hear a bit more about um about you and and you're a fighter, a professional fighter. Yeah. What what fight weight do you fight at? <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> yeah and actually that's something I'd, I'd be really keen to talk about the, the whole weight cut and, and, ha and how you deal with that um, so how long have you been fighting for? yeah sure it's a, it's a family of fighters it's in the DNA <laughs> yeah and, and how did you actually end up uh, in MMA because I mean did you start with a more conventional sport such as Muay Thai or boxing or karate or judo or BJJ or did you go straight into MMA? Yeah. 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 So so since 2011, what's your record at the moment? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, that should have been unconscious. Yeah, shame, shame. And so, how d how did you guys meet? And how did you come across um, Sabina? And how did you end up training with her? Yeah. Yeah. And and this is something that um, one of the things I'm always curious to hear is the questions behind the questions, right? And it's have you had, um, and, and I, uh, let, let me preface this question, there's been a predominantly huge focus now on women in MMA, especially Ronda Rousey coming on the scene, and now um, Holmes is there as well, Misha, Misha Tate's been around for a while. Um, this kind of preconceived idea that, oh, I'm a fighter, then I've got to be trained by a man. And what's the, have you had that kind of reaction from fighters going like, oh, I don't want to be trained by a woman, and how can a woman train me, and, and how do you respond to that? Mm. Uh, <laughs> shame oh yeah the handbag plus one coming along <laughs> yeah mm. sure <laughs> yeah but it's but it's amazing because i think i think it's and one of the reasons why i was really excited to get you on the show which is the show is about people who do things a bit different or who have decided to go on a path and have gone for whatever you want to call it their, their big dreams or their big projects and and most people would say well you're crazy or you're insane or you're stupid and that's just one side of the story and this is the other side of the story and how did you end up in in training and strength and conditioning and, and how did you become a coach? Uh, 
Right. Yeah. Mm Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that how you, is that you came across Mike, Mike Mullen then or? Yeah, kettlebells, right? Was that was yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's amazing, and I'm going to get back to that in a second because I've got a I've got a burning question for Alex, um, which is around one of the things when you look at fighters and like, especially in in these this day and age, it's becoming more than just fighting. Now you've got to have this whole media personality. You've got to be able to sell fights. You need to be able to have an online presence. How much of a challenge is that for you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and, and do you d are you are you one of those that kind of builds up a fight by kind of like building online kind of banter or back and forth kind of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you write them in your room like at night? Do you go like, oh, he's going to love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, and how was it for you? Do you remember your first fight? Your ever first yeah. MA fight? Yeah. Um, how was that like for you? Mm. <laughs> I'm a one man band right now. Yeah, yeah. One mouth wolfback. Yeah. And that that seems to be such a recurring theme that to a lot of fighters I've spoken to and when you see online interviews they always say it's up until you walk to the octagon and the cage and the cage closes some people throw up. I think it was Pat Barry that used to say that. They used to say that he used to try and cut the electricity in the in the venue so that they would cancel the fight. He would try and look for an exit route. He would puke in the toilets, you know, diary, all this stuff. But once you got in the f in the cage and you closed the door, then everything went. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's, uh, 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's do this. And and Sabina, what what is it like for you to uh see some of the fighters step into the octagon? <laughs> yeah 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 I, I i can imagine and and there's i've got I've, so i've never done any professional mma fights but i did an amateur mma tournament with two weeks training it was a joke for for a charity it was the worst thing i've ever done <laughs> in my life and i showed up my coach calls me the morning you know he was pretty useless anyway but he calls me in the morning he goes oh mate i've had a rough night i'm sorry i'm not coming good luck it'll go it'll be great so i went there on my own with this other guy who was a white belt and we're just going, what the fuck are we doing here? And I'm here with like my ginger moustache amongst all these super like pissed off guys who are just like <laughs> twice my size. And I'm just thinking, this is the worst idea I've ever had. And all this for charity? Uh, anyway, I got my knee dislocated and I've been injured ever since. But um, So I feel for you. I feel for you with the whole showing up there on your own. I, I know what that's like. Um, I want to I touch on nutrition because this is something that brought us together the first time, which is around... Um, plant-based nutrition or, 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 ve or vegan lifestyle um, and I'm currently doing a nutrition course with Cornell University and it's been fascinating to read about the kind of the protein myths and um, the sort of complete amino profile uh, complete there you go my beard is getting in the way my complete amino acid profile in plants and so forth um, what made you go vegan in the first place right I get that. Lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <gasps> the shame. The shame. The walk of shame. <laughs> She's not wearing it, guys. I can I can promise you that. She's not, she hasn't got it. <laughs> Yeah. 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 But what? So, so, so that's interesting. What you just said. I just want to pick on what you just said. You know, I said like I'm not, I'm not proud of that. I didn't stop ethical because it's really because the eyes, me was all about health. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And when we first got in touch, because. Um, and my biggest conclusion of going vegan for six weeks, it was, I forgot, was that you've, it's really difficult if you haven't got an ethical um, belief behind what you're doing is, is wrong because there's always going to be opportunities around to have a bit of cheese or a bit of eggs, whatever it is. Um, and I want to talk about that a bit more about that, about the high kind of like, well, I started as a lifestyle. And actually, you said it was about a bet. Is that what, is that what it was? Yeah.
<laughs> oh, absolutely. Chips are vegan. Fries are vegan. Oreo in America are vegan. <laughs> it's your nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Do you, does it happen you've slipped? Have you slipped like once maybe since you've had this bed? Like kind of like, oh. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Hamon. The Minister Hamon. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, and it's and I think it's uh, it's a really important point when, when things start running you in terms of like. Oh, I I can't do this because of this and that, and it's and you should just listen to your body and to your beliefs. And if that was something that you felt right at the time, then then that's it. And I can so relate to you. And when you said about the difference between being vegan and and plant based, is that I'm the same. Like I I'm, I'm I say I'm a part time vegan. Is is how I would put it. Like, but I'm predominantly eating plants. Um, but I you know my friends who are vegan, I don't identify myself because I'm not as uh, an activist on animal rights. I, I, I don't feel as passionately as they do about not wearing leather belt or leather shoes. Um, and I think that's a big thing that a lot of people kind of... I'm actually, I'm writing a book at the moment called Real Men Eat Plants. And it's um, to, to show that there's no correlation between your masculinity and the size of the vegetable on your plate. Um, so <laughs> we're going to see. But Alex, um, I want to talk about your nutrition. So, so what, what, what are you, Alex? Do you, what kind of food do you, do you eat? You are? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, you know, busy. You're so right. Because if you're on a plant based. I, this is my opinion. It might not be the truth, but it's you have to be quite um, prepared, especially when you travel and you go away. You've got you've got to have stuff on you like nuts and seeds and prepare some hummus and carrots and that stuff. So you basically, I remember just feeling like I'm just walking around with a bag of like seeds and that. I'm just munching all the time. Um, but yeah, and so um, what? Do you remember your first loss? Yeah, tell me about that. What happened? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know where it is. I 
Yeah. <laughs> Swing for the fences. Yeah. 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 Oh no. Lights out. Lights out. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I always find these moments when I see fight. I always feel for them, you know. When like, they, like I don't know if you saw the um, Jose Aldo fight, but like he wakes up, he has no idea what's happened, and he kind of raises his hands as if he, like he thinks that he's won or something. And everyone's like, "Nah, mate, you're out. You were out. It's it's over." Um, and so, how do you come back from that kind of experience when when you experience your first loss and? Yeah. Yeah. Stop stop going up a weight class. <laughs> Lose the weight. <laughs> yeah. And I, m I mentioned to talk about the the, the cutting weight because it's it's a big topic at the moment, especially like you've got um I think is it one FC in, in Asia they're looking at uh, actually eradicating um yeah, they have yeah, yeah. So they're looking to stop weight cut and especially hydration testing and that kind of stuff. Um how much time do you give yourself to actually cut the weight? Because I'm going to guess you don't walk around at 77. <laughs> yeah, so, so how, how much time do you actually put yourself in? And how is it psychologically affecting you? Yeah. But you see, th so this is why I don't understand, right? It's like, so if you put your body through that, well, surely, A, I mean, uh, Simon, I'd love to hear your, your opinion after the round. Surely that cannot be, A, healthy. And B, do you not lose, like, power or strength? Or do you not? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But why would you be? You see this one? It's like. Why would you put yourself through that? Like, is, is there not a point in time during fight camp that you're just thinking, right, I need to start shredding? And actually, this is a question for both of you, and I'd love to hear both of you. Why is it that fighters who, let's say, walk around at 80, 45, fight at 77, why is it that they don't walk around at 77 or 78? I mean, what's, uh, it's a too stupid question, I'm sure, but why, why is it that fighters always cut so much weight to get into a, a, a fighting weight below? Mm. 
Yeah. That much weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the that thing that we shall not mention. <laughs> Cake. <laughs> really? Were you proud? Yeah. Inf you were puffed up, like inflated, kind of. You're just really big. Jesus. Strong, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat loads of chicken, yeah, yeah. Broccoli, farted like a motherfucker, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, f you feel more agile now, yeah. And is that something that's is that something that you kind of see a lot among fighters? They come with like this preconceived idea of I'm going to be big, strong, and then you actually go, actually, you need to move. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get the foundations right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you see as one of the biggest, um, what's one of the things that pisses you off the most maybe about the fitness industry today? <laughs> There's got to be something. Sure. It's a marketing. Well, it's a yeah. It's a marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, disappointment. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and and I, I can relate to that, especially when I've I've met some so you know people I've been following or books I've read or guys coaches and and public speakers and stuff like that. <coughs> Thank you, pardon. And when you meet them in person, it's like a different, it's a different person. It's like you know, yeah, it's not right, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many PTs have you seen smoking? You know, drinking bead and boat. You go to Thailand. I don't know if you ever trained in, in Thailand, Alex, but you you go you go to Thailand and uh, you <laughs> you go outside. The trainers are like smoking, having beers. They're just they're just hanging out, and you're just like, what the? F yeah, just having a good time. You're just like, what the fuck? And then you comes up and just knocks you out. You know, just like <laughs> roundhouse kick, and, y and you're out. Um, and this is a question I'll ask both of you a very similar topic, but I'll start with you, Alex, since you've got the mic. Um, do you believe you have what it takes to become a champion? Yeah, and what's the mindset that you think a champion needs to have? Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Why are we not seeing any of those uh, toughs, you know, the tough seasons? Really? Yeah. Fair enough. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sabina, you, you, you've trained fighters, you, you've been around fights. Um, what do you think makes a champion mindset? Right. Tell me more about that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mental, yeah, 100%, yeah. Mm. So true. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting what you said about um, you know, so for my injury, I've I've always let that hold me back, and uh, and I've. As soon as I, I try to go back training and all that kind of stuff, and I just remember, as soon as I would roll on the ground, we'd do some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I'd straight away just stop. I'd be like, you know, don't touch my knee. I'm really about my knee. And, like, I would lean on one side, and I've lost all my muscles in my legs. I mean, I've never been a big guy anyway. <laughs> I've always been a, a kind of weedy guy, but it's, it's just I've lost all the fun. And I, that psychological barrier is by far the biggest struggle, you know, to, to, to kind of break through. And if you can do that, and what I'm hearing from what you're saying is, you see champions when they're at their lowest, not when they're at holding the belt. Yeah. 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 Right. No, but I... Totally. And I get that. And I love what you said about, you know, you've had to turn people down because I think, A, you've only got so much time and energy to dispense that you can be selective with who you train. And also sometimes if you're not going to be working with someone who's willing to do what it takes and, and has both the work ethics and the talent, then it's frustrating. Oh, sorry to hear that. 
Yeah. 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 You see that so much. Yes, especially in MMA. Yeah. There you go. The the, the yeah, the, the prodigy. Um I want to talk about because we're coming to the end of the interview and there's a, there's a few aspects that aspects I didn't get time to talk and one of them is about one part of this podcast and getting to people to hear stories from a fighter and, and a trainer. Um how was it for you when you first started uh, in terms of did you struggle with money? Were you like how am I going to make my living? Did you have to find alternative sources of income? How was that for you? And I guess where are you today compared to when you started? Mm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So how l- how long do you how long do you think it took you to like to get to a point where you like, shit, I can actually live from this now, and actually maybe I can have a holiday, or maybe actually I can open up my own gym, or I can, you know, how long did that take you? Yeah. Hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you've been through this process once, so you know it's. Hopefully, you don't have seven years until you go on the next holiday. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever woken up one morning and go like, "Fuck this, uh, I'm done with this"? Like, no. <laughs> cool, Alex. What about you, mate? When when you when you started off, I mean, are you uh, can you live fully from what you're doing at the moment? Or have you got a job on the side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because you, you, cause you got, you, you've got, you've got ink, you've got a, <laughs> you're, you're a tall dude, and you're like at 89 right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big dude. yeah, yeah, awesome. And I- and is the goal that you can get? Is that wha- is that what you're kind of aiming for? That you get to a point where you can do full time fighting and you can live fully from that? From sure. Yeah. 
So we, we get into the passage where it's like about passing the knowledge, and this, this is like passing the baton. Uh, I'll start with you, Alex, since you've got the mic. Um, for someone who's like grown up and looked at UFC, who looked at MMA in, in, in UK or US, and wants to become a fighter and, and, and isn't quite sure if he has what it takes to become a champion or where to even start, what would you want to tell them? Yeah. Work your craft. Yeah, yeah. Cool, thanks. Sabina, if uh, someone's thinking about becoming a strength and conditioning coach and even maybe even train fighters or work with fighters, get them strong uh, mentally and, and physically, but don't know where to start or if they have what it takes, it, what would you want to tell them? Go south. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Ballet. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Yeah. What does being unconventional mean to you? Sure. Yeah. But question it. Yeah. 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 Sure. 100%. And I just want to talk about that really quickly, which is the biggest thing I'm taking away from my course on, on nutrition. It's we, There's a big scientific um, research uh, kind of uh, area, which is actually question the research that you read and wh where do the sources come from? What kind of studies did they take? Was it a, a verified study? So you know when you read like a Men's Health magazine and it'll be like, chicken has been told to contain 30% more protein than uh, pancakes or whatever or <laughs> whatever the study would be. But you read that and like from, from University of Texas and you read that and you're like, oh, that's, that's a research paper. But in fact, when you start thinking, who were they testing it on? How long? What kind of diet were they on? And you start questioning that and you start going, wow, in fact, you've got to become your own 
kind of little geek fitness geek guy that's going to understand and and t- yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, what does being unconventional mean to you? <laughs> What's do you, do you have a nickname for as a fighter? Yeah. Yeah. Boom. There you go. <laughs> I, I love it so much more than mean. It's just like, wha- why are you being mean? What's going on? I want to give you a hug when you tell me you're mean. It's like, what's going on for you? <laughs> cool. I've got a last three questions. Well, w- one last one question for both of you. So, uh, But before I do that, I just want to take some time to acknowledge you both for taking the time to come and meet with me today. And also, Sabina, it's been amazing to kind of follow you on Facebook because this is the first time we've met in person. We've met, we've met through Facebook and stuff. And I always use being seeing so enthusiastic and passionate about the people you work with and you always like build them up and, and make them to be champions. And, and, it's, and it's clear that you're like dedicated to your craft and to your work and, and it's amazing to watch. So I think you're, you're a great role model for, per- for people. And Alex, I don't know you yet. I am going to be following you now and I've seen you in pink boxing gloves or pink shorts i'm not quite sure there was some pink there you go pink everything and uh no but it, and it's amazing and, and thanks for opening up about your journey too and and especially um you know if i can get you back on the show and we'll talk about injuries and overcoming that and, and the psychological aspect of that and also like i really hope that you get to come back as alexander the great and and achieve all that you you set yourself the conqueror yeah yeah D- yeah so that, that'd be amazing and, and the last question i'll start with you alex since you've got the mic um if Today was your last day, and you could leave three truths about life, about your, your sport, whatever it is, that you know are truer than true. What would those three things be? Mm. Thanks. Sabina, same question to you. Amazing. <laughs> Woo! Where can we go? Where can people find you? Where? What's the best place? Where do you hang out the most? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Where can people get in, cu- get in touch? <laughs> what's your handlebar? What's your handlebar? The uh, the ats to find you. Yeah, Sabina Skela. Okay, they'll be in the show notes anyway. They'll be underneath the podcast and stuff, so people can find it. Yeah. Alex, t- tell us, where, where can people find you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is going to change now. Yeah. The Great Mont. <laughs> the Great Mont. Yeah. That's me. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And all the best for the future. There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. I really had an amazing time, both with Sabina and Alex. And I really want to do more and more face-to-face interviews. In fact, 
I'm transitioning also to video, so make sure to go over on YouTube to check out my channel as I'm going to be developing my own talk show where I basically integrate best of both worlds. My podcast interviewing skills meets my video skills. Well, performing monkey maybe, but it's more about getting people in my studio, recording, and just giving you some great value and hopefully some amazing content that's going to help you to turn those ideas of yours into action because nothing would make me more sad than you just listening to these podcasts and thinking they're just you know useful and helpful but don't actually take any action because this is what this podcast is about to help you see that there are other people out there who have been on their own journey and their own mission and even though it may not be relevant to the exact same field that you're trying to get into i hope that you can learn one thing at least from every single interview and that you can implement it in your own life and that you can go off and take that first step towards your goal whether that is to start your business write a book get in shape or go off on your own adventure Today's episode was edited by myself, so I'm trying to learn this new program uh, called Audacity where I can actually edit my own shows because one of the biggest problems I've found so far is the bottleneck that happens between creating the podcast and releasing them. And I want to be releasing episodes way more regularly than actually once a week because I've just got so much content and so many amazing guests on the show that I've got right now eight weeks at least of interviews already ready to go. So that means that when I interview someone today, like mid-February, they're not going to come out until like May, which is totally nuts and amazing because that means I've got a great um, backlog of, of, of amazing guests. But that also means that I just want to keep on generating content and give you some value. So it would mean a lot to me if you let me know how you appreciated this podcast you can do so by sending me a tweet at mark roost you can also go over on itunes subscribe to the show leave a review give a five-star rating that'd be amazing and also be reading all the reviews on the show please do that now pause this if you have to go on itunes subscribe give a rating and also go and check out my youtube channel that's where i'm hanging out a lot these days you can find me at www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash mark roost and where i'll be releasing my pilot episode of my talk show the mark roost show can't wait for it should be loads of fun you can check out and make sure to send some love to sabina scala you can find on instagram twitter etc under at sabina scala and you can also give some love to alex and you could do so by going over on twitter instagram and it's at alex underscore montagnani thanks again for listening to the show and as always you know what time it is it's time for you to take action